Should we use the music? Sure. All right. Yeah, Mike said we should. Yeah, he brought well, it up. Well, Mike said we need to get a hold of Colin and let him. He seemed like a nice guy yeah. when we played Seven Days to Die. Yeah, whatever kind of music he puts out. Well, you gotta, have you not listened to our well, retrolection? No, I get that, but if okay. he's making a song for us, it'd be different than their song, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it'd have to, it'd have to be <laughs> totally different. Their, their song fits their podcast, but I don't know if it would fit our podcast. I don't know. I need something a little but in the, heavier. But in the time, in the meantime... In the meantime. You said in the meantime, and I really wanted to play Space Hog. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime. That's the name of the song. Yes, yes, I've heard it. Their one-hit wonder. Exactly. Well, for our audience. Well, who listens to this? I... (laughs) Well, I do. Okay, it's for me. Uh, well, we kind of hit a little milestone with this episode, episode twenty. Hell yeah! Hell Ooh, yeah. I was thinking at episode twenty-five we'll do like an origins episode. Yeah, we'll do. We'll save it for that. Yeah, so five five episodes. That's five weeks. People get amped up. Tired of this? It's a little loud. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Matt. I'm Nick. Hey, welcome to Open by Accident, episode 20. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so um, I just had a birthday. You did? Yeah, happy did. birthday me. Yeah. Woo! How, how old are you now, you want to say? Huh? And keep it keep it on the, on the on DL? On the DL? Yeah, we'll yeah. keep that. I mean, people who need people who know, who know. Uh, in parentheses, he's old. He's old. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hit the fan sharing thing, you know, when I said birthday, but I was like, I don't remember which button that is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should label these. Don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, let's let's go ahead and get a uh, don't have it. Don't have it. Yeah, we don't have it. Yeah. So, uh, but for my birthday, the reason I bring it up, uh, wife bought me a digital copy of AEW Fight Forever for the Xbox. Yes. Um, And the nice thing about having a digital copy is I get we game share together. So uh, you have AEW Fight Forever as well. I do. So I spent some time on it finally on Sunday. Did you? And I really enjoyed like the two hours I played it. Okay. Um, did you make a character? I did not. I just, I started playing. I, I did a lot of singles matches. I checked out the, um, you know, like some of the specialty matches. I did a battle royal, of course, and then... So uh, I obviously don't watch avidly, but I love how like one of the options is just like a specialty match that's something wild. It's like a barbed wire. Oh yeah. I'm like, what, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, I, I did play one of those matches and, okay. and literally like there's a timer and like if you're near the ring ropes, when when the timer goes off, the the ring ropes explode. Okay. So you take so it's damage. Like exploding. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's like an exploding barbed wire match or something of that nature. So uh, I did play one of those matches. Um I really like the presentation of the game. Uh, I'm going to be honest, every one of the character models, their faces kind of looks like they have down syndrome. Yeah. It's pretty, they bad. got, they got some droopy, <laughs> droopy face. Yeah, the first thing I did when I booted up was I love making my own character, my own wrestler, you know? Yes. So I, so I made one trying to represent myself and oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a, <laughs> I can't wait to see. Yes. But, um, but it was good. I, it seems like you got to do some unlocking. Uh, it feels like the, the, the actual presentation of the game, like the menus and how you play the story mode and then how you unlock stuff. It feels a lot like no mercy on, um, Nintendo 64. Okay. Yep. I was getting, and then as far as the gameplay goes, it is very arcadey and like pick up and play like the, the really good THQ wrestling games on Nintendo 64. Yeah. So for me, this is like an outstanding game because it's kind of more modern technology, but it's got, easy to learn controls where you can jump right in and start playing like your finishing moves literally are you know taunting when you're you got your meteor flashing just like in there and then you flick the stick or whatever and then then you can either do like a signature move or a finisher and that sort of thing yep and i gotta say this i played with eddie kingston a little bit and i love his his finishing move because it's like a spinning back fist okay and and it's it's so easy to pull off because literally like you just jab the stick up when they stand up after you knock them down after you've taunted over them and stuff so yeah. uh really enjoying the game like uh graphically i mean it's not real impressive for 
this generation of gaming. I but it was decent though. No, and it's decent. It's not bad by any stretch of the means. Yeah. But when you compare it to probably like the newest yeah, WWE I mean, game, it doesn't hold a candle in yeah, the graphics It's not necessarily department. a AAA, but but where it's at is the controls. It is spot on with what you want for yeah. video game controls uh, in a wrestling game. Uh, and of course, it's AEW. So if you're an AEW fan. Or if you were an AEW fan for one of our fans out there, um, it is a must-buy. Yeah. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, a must-buy. Um, I probably will be continuing to play this pretty regularly, and I will be looking forward to um, the uh, the extra DLC and stuff like most wrestling games had, because they had like a special edition where it was like another 20 bucks, and you get like yeah. a season pass or something with it but uh i just got the regular edition which is fine because that's gonna be plenty of content for now but um i think i think it'll be fun for us to play online versus each other once we kind of get more used to the game yeah because the so after i made my character i played one match with said character to just kind of uh, feel the ropes and i enjoyed how like i think there, there might have been a tutorial section but the first match was just 1v1 exhibition just to try it out and it, and it puts you kind of into a first match tutorial with uh, well William regal which is yeah cool. regal like kind of pops in saying hey this is how you do this yeah. hey, this is how you do this and it's at so, certain moments in it it's so funny that this game has been in development for so long that regal is the one that's like guiding you as like your mentor and stuff and he hasn't even been with AEW since december really yeah he's back in wwe yeah so yeah. it's like Okay. We're getting a lot of that. But it's but just like Cody Rhodes is in it. So the interesting part about the the new the two new wrestling games on the market, WWE two K twenty three and AEW Fight Forever, is Cody Rhodes is in both of them as a wrestler. Really? Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious when the game started being made. You know what I'm saying? Uh it it's, it's probably it, been in the ropes for probably between a two and three years. years. Yeah. Two and three so, years. So I mean don't get me wrong, they I think they did a great job and I'm hoping that this becomes I mean, I hate to say an annual thing mm-hmm. like WWE, but I would like to get one of these like every like every other year, and yeah. then they can just basically take this engine, what they created, and then just keep improving it. I think that they need to improve the engine at some point, but I do agree with doing every other year. I think every I don't want to. I don't want a wrestling game every year. Yeah, I well, really it's, don't. It's like it's like the Call of Duty's every year. I mean, yeah, they're changing up or Madden things, or any kind just, of sports game. You know, I just don't. Sports just, here. Yeah, my interest is gone because I, I just like yeah. like if I'm not good at this one, well, I'll just put the game down for eight months and wait for the next one. You know, so I don't know. I I agree with them putting it out. Make sure it's finalized, finished product. That's all I'm right. saying. No, I feel. I mean, there there are little there's some hiccups here and there, and I've seen some you know people post online where they're like interact with the game and find some really weird shit going on and that sort of thing. So it's, I mean, it, it needs some fine tuning, but that's something they can easily do with an update. But I feel like it's, it's a pretty finished product. You know what I mean? Uh, unlike some games like, I don't know, cyberpunk where it comes out and I can't even play it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I've only played one match, but I had no hiccups or anything where I was just, you know, push me away from the game. So all, all I had from that was, man, I can't wait to play this online with Matt. I'm so you have beat, but you haven't played like any of the campaign yet. No, no. It's hilarious because like when you go to eat <laughs> some of the noises, <laughs> you're oh, just wow. like chowing down on food. <laughs> it's, it's, it's goofy. Yeah. I'll just say that it's goofy. I, just, I like how, like, you know, like you said, it's just easy to pick up and play. Cause growing yes. up, I was very bad at the N64 games. One, because my brothers would never teach me cause they love beating my ass. And two, because I don't know. I was just young and didn't really give a crap about wrestling. Yeah. So why would I care about the game? But so now well, now you're you know, now you're old and don't give a crap about wrestling. Right. But, <laughs> but I pick up games quick now. So <laughs> so that first match, you know, I was picking it up and I was I was whooping the other guy, you know, pretty good. But I just like how you know you get out of the ring and you pull a weapon out and each character, like my character, I custom made, has their favorite item. You yeah. Know? So you pull that out and so it's kind of cool. You know, I know exactly what's going to happen. You can make it cinematic, if you will. Sure. With my special move and stuff. So it was cool. I had a good yeah. time with it. Yeah, it was it was uh it was definitely my favorite uh birthday gift. I did get a couple other things, but uh and we went out to eat at a new restaurant in town, which was cool. So good. Yeah. So so good. I guess it is somewhat of a chain. Um so I'll go ahead okay. and tell the name. It's called Walk Ons. It's Walk-Ons. a it's a sports bar themed place. Uh menu is like I'd say Cajun inspired. Yeah. So so uh, they call it a bistro, but bistro? they spell it uh beast and then R E A U X like yeah. Just a play on words. Yeah. So, but that bistro with that is supposed yeah. to be like a Cajun bistro. So. Yeah. Um. 
But, you know, they serve things like gator bites, which I hear are great. We didn't try those. Yep. You but know, you, you can, got the fish tacos. I got fish, red fish tacos. I had a Cajun quesadilla. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we got red beans and rice with it, which was really good. So good. Um, they, they do a lot of signature drinks. Uh, yep. I had a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> You just had jungle juice in a bucket. Yeah, it was called something. I can't remember what exactly yeah, what it's called. Yeah, but I asked the waitress, I'm like looking at the menu, like, what do you recommend? And she recommends the jungle juice. And yeah, yeah it was loaded with alcohol. Well, we mentioned his birthday before we asked for like, the drink, or we asked for the drink recipe because it was his birthday. And so she recommended that one. So, yeah, <laughs> go yeah, figure. Yeah. But uh, I had, um, what did I get? The, um, it was a pina colada. But it had Jack Daniels in it. Yeah. So whiskey instead of rum. And that was really good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, if there's a walk-ons nearby you, wherever you're listening, that's check uh, it out. Yeah, it's the food's good. Um, the atmosphere was good. Uh, I mean, this is a relatively new restaurant in our area, uh, so that helps. But it seemed like the employee morale was up. Yeah, uh, you could hear them doing like their 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 you know pep talk chants in the background yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. Because like because we kind of went in an off hour. We were like mid afternoon, uh, but you know we had a really friendly staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I. I'm, I'm going to go back. Definitely. I definitely. And, and I had a little bit of leftovers of the quesadilla the day after and I microwaved it for lunch and it was just as good. It was delicious. So I was like, man, so day, day after <laughs> still good. So, Hey, well, I didn't have any leftovers. I ate my food, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but no, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a nice day. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That was probably one of my better birthdays, even though we really didn't do a whole lot. We, we went out to eat, you know, we went and hung out at your house for a little bit, have mm-hmm. a, had a couple of beers and it was just a cool, chill, relaxed day. And, uh, we had fun. I was, I mean, it was kind of funny the whole time. I'm just like, I knew I got, had AEW and it was downloading and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm going to play AEW, you know? <laughs> but by the time I got home, it was just like, I was, I was, I was a little loaded. So I was like, eh, not tonight, yeah. Yeah. not tonight. So Sunday was the day I played it, but, uh, so we did play um, Seven Days to Get Die again with the our retro election guy guy, guy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess guy. Uh, there, well, I, I guess it was guys because um, Colin joined us and he's the guy that does their music. Yep. Um, and then uh, Mike was with us. Uh, unfortunately, Jeff couldn't join us. He had some uh, plans already. Um, but we actually got to experience Day Seven for the first time in Seven Days to Die. Or yes. at least this is my first Day Seven. The Blood Moon Horde. I'm gonna tell you this. How I felt about that, I really, I'm enjoying the game. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the gameplay's fine. You know the the you know it it. There's a lot to learn, and I was get, I was starting to do stuff like building and that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know why I do that when I it's like it, like every time it's like okay I'm fine, and then maybe it's something talking, but it's like I feel like I've got a burp or something as soon as we start podcasting. You're and I got gassy like, fell. <laughs> I don't know. Man. It happens. <laughs> so, um, getting back to seven days to die. You know, basically on day seven, for those that don't know, is a big horde of zombie comes to attack wherever you are. Yeah. So, so where you are, it, they're focused on your location. We we were playing with uh, Mike, who's a very well-versed and experienced um, seven days to die player. And it's like, so we're going to go find a, a place to set up as our, you know, point to defend, but because we don't want to do it at our home base. Mm-hmm. Because that's where all of our stuff is. Right. So, because once the zombies destroy, like, your loot stashes, the stuff in it is destroyed. Yeah. So, um, we found this really good um, tower. Yeah, it was probably like a bell tower or and something. And then we built a big, it had kind of like the, the, the start of a compound around it, so we finished it off, and then we had like a shooting floor and that sort of thing. And yep. I mean, it was a really good spot. Um, but after playing the seventh day... You know, especially with the way the graphics in this game are just so kind of primitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they feel like maybe an early Xbox 360 game, yeah. right? And that's what I'm saying is imagine on Xbox One, it's even worse than that. I yeah. mean, it might be better now, but... But whoa, at least dude. when you played. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, man. So I think a lot of it is to do with in the graphics department for me. But what this game basically kind of told me was this is what I wanted Land of the Dead on Xbox to be. That's fair. Yeah. And, oh no! More on the way. <laughs> yeah, and well, that's what sucked about Land of the Dead on the Xbox is the multiplayer. If you wanted to survive against zombies, like we're doing on Seven Days to yeah. Die, yeah, um, the maps were tiny. Like they were the size of like maybe like a like a two bedroom house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. which one. It was like a garage, and that's it. 
the big maps came when you played the PvP sections. So, like, near the end of us doing the system link, we would end up just surviving together yeah. as enemies, but on the bigger maps, you know, yeah. the technically PvP because they had zombies there. So, playing Seven Days to Die, it's literally just the open world... Yeah, it's an it's 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 like the evolution of what Land of the Dead was. Yeah, for us. maybe a Land of the Dead two or something, yeah. if you will. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 down to continue playing. I'm I'm having fun with it. Yeah. So. And I was surprised we we made it through the first uh, horde pretty easily. First day seven. Um, I think it you know they double in size each time. Yeah. So. Um, we definitely need some, some reinforcements on the place for next week. Yeah, next we're gonna have to do something else. Well, and and maybe maybe it's a case where somebody just works on the base, you know, during the next or the the defense port yep. part, you know, for the next uh, seven days. Well, and yeah, because that's that's the thing too is is we only had a few layers of the spikes around them. Um, when I played on Xbox during like the day twenty ones and stuff, when yeah. I would play, I would have like. 20 rows of spikes going out so when you're you know shooting them they can't even get close because they're slowed down by all the spikes, by spikes yeah so does this, do the spikes damage them do they hurt them yeah they okay. do but they also damage the spikes when they take yeah. damage so eventually yeah. if there's well, so many that, and there's 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 better versions of spikes not just like the wood barricades mm-hmm. we were putting down yeah but it all take it all you know costs all the resources re- yeah it costs so. resources so and wood is plentiful so yeah yeah no it's it's been a good experience um i'm glad that we have you know, somebody like Mike to kind of teach us and show us the ropes and that sort yep. of thing. It makes the game more fun because you're not sitting there, you know, getting annihilated trying to learn how to play the game. You're just learning how to play the game with somebody right. that's well versed. And having a big group that we've been playing yeah. with also helps. With well, that. yeah, and that's like Mike was saying is like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to like playing with like one other person. Yeah. So it's it's been fun. I like it a lot too. Yeah, it's been good. Um, so early. In the show's life, maybe between episodes one and three, we did a little segment called This or That, um, where we, you know, basically made you choose between, you know, this thing or this thing. Yeah. So I thought maybe we could try to bring it back. We'll see what happens. Um, but I had an idea for it today, and I thought, well, let's let's throw it in there and see what happens. Okay. So... This is going to be a continuation thing. So next week, maybe you can come up with something As for this, for the for the follow up to this this particular theming of the this or that segment. Okay. <laughs> so picture a backpack. Okay. Yeah. Got well, a backpack. Yep. It's a Jan Sport. Yep. Okay, we got a Jan Sport backpack. So. Burgundy. Right off, you know that you're not going to be able to hold a lot of stuff. It's you might the have the pocket. You know, you've got you've got the upgraded version, maybe with the leather bottom, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's not the leather bottom. But it is a school bag, not a like. Yeah, it's got the main pouch and it's yeah. got the front zipper pouch. That's yeah, it's, it's not like a mountain climber's bag or something that's designed no. to hold, you know, hundreds of pounds or something. Do you, do you want me to picture one of those? I can. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. Duffel bag? You mean a picture of duffel? No, all right. What I'm getting at is you're at home and you are stuffing this backpack as quickly as possible with a a means to survive. You don't know for how long because basically there's something going on. Mm -hmm. There's a state of emergency. You don't know what it is. Maybe it's a nuclear bomb. Maybe it's a zombie attack. You know, maybe it's something out of Mad Max, right? But you're not, you, you've got to leave your residence and you can fill this backpack. You have time to fill this backpack, but you're going to have to choose between these items. So not stuff in my house, items you're giving me. No, well, I mean, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, okay. So the way this, I'm going to give you a selection of stuff. Okay. Like it's going to be like, okay. (laughs) There's a table in front of you and three items appear, okay. but you can only choose one to put in said backpack. To put in said backpack. And how this is going to be a continuation is maybe next week you come up with some items to put in that backpack. To put in that same backpack okay. with the other say, items. Where does the backpack come in if I'm just picking up items? So, <laughs> okay. my first thought was hygiene. Your first thought was hygiene. I don't know why. In a survival okay. situation, no, my first thought shouldn't be hygiene. I understand that. I wouldn't be thinking about hygiene but until like years that's down the this road. week's theme is hygiene. Okay. So again, 
state of emergency, must leave your residence. You're not coming back. You're probably going to be on the road on your own, walking, surviving. Okay. Okay. Society's gone. Officially gone. I walk out the door, it's gone. Yeah, it's, yeah, like nuclear wasteland. How about that? Okay. All right. Fair enough. You're not going to die right away. There's not like. I would immediately walk into my neighbor's house to get more loot. A, a bigger backpack, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just. Anyway, we're, we're just. We're, what we're trying to find out is when you can't go and source this stuff elsewhere. Yes. Like somebody's what snatching are you, me from my home. What are you going to prioritize? There's a table with three items. Yeah. I have to pick yeah. one of these. What items. are you going to prioritize? Okay. All right. What okay. are the three items? So we're thinking hygiene, right? I guess. The first. Now, these are going to be items. But they're okay. grouped together. So the first group of items that you can choose from is a tube of toothpaste and a toothbrush. Okay. That's item one. Okay. Item two, soap on a rope. Okay. Item three, a change of clothes. That that's doesn't count as hygiene. That that was my thought. Dude, I'm 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 taking an idea that was in my head. I know. And I'm regurgitating I was, it. I was hoping you'd say like a bottle of Listerine because I'd take that. I didn't give you that option though. No, you gave me a change of clothes as a hygiene option. I would not pick the change of clothes because really? I have clothes on me. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, and the tube of toothpaste and toothbrush makes no sense. Okay. They're useless. So that means I would have to pick... The second one that you so said. So you're pretty pretty much saying you're 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 gross and not gonna brush your teeth. Okay. During an apocalypse? No, it's not my priority. No nope. It's not your priority. I don't think anybody's gonna walk up to me and be like, oh, you know, I'd help you out. But because then I just shoot them in the got face. Bad breath. <laughs> I just blow their brains yeah. out. Well, we don't have a gun yet. <laughs> See if this is my situation, I <laughs> so would. So <laughs> it sounds like you've got a Jan Sport backpack and soap on a rope. See, but no, I'd I I'd, I'd, this, these are bad. These are bad items. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, um, you're in panic mode. It would be the change of clothes, but that's not a hygiene item, is what I'm saying. Okay, you're fixated on a word. Yes, yes. You said hygiene. I said theming. And brought up after two hygiene. useless items. Technically, then- a change of clothes. Odds are, when you put that change of clothes in your backpack, it's clean clothes. Okay, right, right. So it can be constituted as hygiene because it's the fair. clothes you have on are be- okay. eventually going to become dirty, and you could take dirty it's clothes true. off and put clean clothes on. But if we were doing like a fun thing about hygiene, I mean, you know that most like people's get out of get out of jail free card bag or get out of shit bag, they yeah. all come with pairs of clothes in them. You know that, right? Like even military, they all have an extra pair of clothes in their bag. Well, you're okay. So that's well, a given. So you gave two useless items and then a thing that everybody should have with them at all times. Did I? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So you so think you should have said a bottle of Listerine because then that could be for antiseptic or whatever. It has sure. some kind of uses. So well, yeah, because a change of clothes has, has multiple uses. It's yes. A, a change of clothes. It's B, the most useful item it could, on that table. It could be like a bandage. Yeah. Um, it could be a sling, depending on I what was type in Boy of... Scouts. You could turn it into a buoyancy device. Yeah. You could, turn, you could turn the jeans into a backpack. I get it. I get it. My, yeah. I, I don't so, know. My thoughts are flawed. Yes. So I, it, would be the, it would be the change of clothes. But, but what we're finding out now is in the... During the apocalypse, that our friend Nick here is going to be a smelly man. Yep. At least for the first while, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No well, soap on the rope. I would probably be clean when this ordeal goes down. Are you sure? Probably. Maybe you just got off work. Okay. I'm a little sweaty. So, okay, let's, let's, disgusting. let's, let's throw that scenario out, you know. Okay. You've just gotten off your job, uh-huh. and you smell like your job. Uh-huh. And, and I'm, I'm driving home or and you're and, and you're going to run home and, and grab, I mean, you don't have time to go grab a shower. No. Okay. You got in time to pack your bag. Cleanliness is, shouldn't be our priority. Okay. Because it doesn't matter if you're dirty or clean. Somebody will come and shoot you in the head if they want what you have. <laughs> okay. So a change of clothes. Yeah. Probably a change of clothes. Okay. There's actually a, an audio book I listened to where um, he actually has, two bags when it's kind of like a like lower back mounted that he always has with him yep. and it has a change of clothes with him and then he has the bigger bag that has two changes of clothes with him so when he's carrying everything he's carrying three changes, changes of, clothes of clothes along with the stuff he's got on i'm just like that's do you think he's got a toothbrush a 
Probably not. He didn't couldn't, mention that. Couldn't a toothbrush be multiple uses too? Because can you sharpen the end and turn it into a weapon? That's true. It depends yeah. on the toothbrush. If it yeah. was like one of those like camping universal metal toothbrushes, that yeah, could be useful. Okay. But the toothpaste doesn't have a use besides maybe like lubricant, like to like WD forty, mm. like on hinges or something. I just don't. There's see. always that theory that you can uh, clean scratches off your discs with toothpaste, yeah. but. During uh, the apocalypse, there that doesn't be, really matter, does it? There might it? be some kind of cleaning, you know, like cleaning up your guns or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Soap don't on a rope, know. the rope would yeah, be Yeah, and that's why I said soap on a rope, not like a, bar, a, a you know, thing of liquid soap or something. Because yeah. I was thinking, okay, because then, you know, there's the usefulness of the rope as well, yeah. even as small and, as it and is. And the soap, the bar of soap itself could be used to, to clean wounds and stuff, not yeah. just clean yeah. yourself. Um, but the change of clothes, like in that book, the audiobook I was talking about, you know, is one finds, of the most important things. Yeah, he finds uh, so this, a lady and a daughter on this the roof. part of the segment, or this, this or that, is a kind of a give me, I guess. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'll change of clothes. Them. But let's. But you're right on the the obscure categories of stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to give you three guns to choose from. I'm not going to give you three swords to choose from. You know, I'm going to give you three items. That's like, oh god, dang it. Yeah, <laughs> this was on my table. <laughs> Or it's like it's like give me a choice of three different books. Yeah, yeah. You know, so a toilet paper that would have been a good one. A roll of toilet paper. That's trade material. That's yeah. all that is. Because everybody needs toilet paper all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, when I was thinking about this, because I was going back and forth with some ideas, and I was like, oh, I probably need to put three items, not just two. Yeah. And then two the, would have been fine. The clothing was the actually the third edition, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you'd want to do clothing because it it it's got multiple uses, mm-hmm. you know. And, and everybody and needs this fresh pair of clean underwear. Another thing too is the the audiobook I was talking about is mm-hmm. he meets um, a wife and a daughter who are like you know starving on this roof. It's a zombie book. Um, there's like the zombified husband is in the house and they can't kill him and stuff, and so he ends up giving the girl a t-shirt because they're all tattered, been in the sun for whatever, you know, so it's just a clean shirt for her to put yeah. on something, you know, but it also helps with identifying, you know, so like if you give somebody the extra shirt, you know what that shirt color is. So if you see that shirt color, you're like, okay, yep. they're on my team, you know, yeah. not just some random person or whatever. So what if you're wearing a different shirt color? Well, it's not team for you. It's for you to identify new recruits, if you will. Okay. Not just like, oh, is that the girl I was helping out earlier? You're tagging now I have people. A gun. Now I have a gun in my head. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, okay. So next week, maybe we'll add to this uh, post-apocalyptic. So would you, would you do a change of clothes as well? I yeah. Guess, not, are yeah, we was... sharing the backpack? Oh no. <laughs> okay. No. So we both have our own backpack. We all want to have a backpack. Maybe we'll see how they kind of differ differ when we yeah, get done right. with this segment. I would definitely. When we realize, hey, I think we got too much stuff in this Jansport. Yeah. Well, already we do a change of clothes in a Jansport. That's half <laughs> well, that's full. that's half full. <laughs> Especially if you've got a pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah, dude. Got to be jeans. Got to yeah. be jeans. Jeans. Okay. Got to be jeans. Yeah, because you could always cut those off. If Denim be. strips. You know, yep. like I said, you can mm-hmm. make a backpack or a water flotation well if we're carrying around a jansport you know the jeans are already gone because we need a second backpack yeah that's true (laughs) so fair enough all right uh so if you'd like to reach out to us with uh suggestions for this or that with our uh, apocalyptic uh theming of what to stuff in the backpack you know that'd be good uh send us an email at openbyaccident at gmail.com we're also on instagram where i sometimes post stuff yeah, we have some pictures up there of uh, yeah. stuff we talk about. So we're going to jump into our main segment where we thought it would be kind of fun to talk about uh, video gaming in the classroom. Yeah. So the idea is um, what we experienced as, you know, scholars during grade school, high school, wherever, um, and how we experience video games in the classroom. Yep, the, the way we got got by with whatever games we could yes. in school. So I say for we, the younger just, generation, we didn't have phones at school, so yeah. we couldn't just pop on a, uh, a a game on our phone and play so in I, the middle of class. Uh, to be fair, I did have phones at school, but the games on my phone was like... You know, Snake? Snake, yeah. So yeah. I wanted to play something a little bit more than Snake. Yeah, so I guess what we're, Let's start what we're focusing on is like more over what was already at the school. Yeah. Yep. Or what was Whatever accessible could, yeah. through, through you know, school equipment yep. on their Get grounds. Yeah. I mean, what you know, did you stay after school so you could play Oregon Trail? Because <laughs> yeah. I sure did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so let's, let's start with your earliest memory 
Uh, my earliest memory was on the Apple IIe. Okay. Um, I it, it gets a little fuzzy for me because, I mean, it's been a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously it was playing Oregon Trail. And one of the memories I remember was actually in middle school. Uh, if you it, it was in our math class. And if you got done early with, you know, the assignment in class when she'd assign, you know, in 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 seat work or we had a test, mm-hmm. if there was time left over, um, you could go and use one of the computers in the back. And there were three computers kind of like in a, a circular station. And there was, I believe, maybe like a Math Blasters type of game. Okay. And then there was Oregon Trail. So, I mean, I always went to Oregon Trail, but I do recall playing Math Blasters at some point in school. But, um, yeah, I would hurry through my math work just so I could hop on one of those computers and Oregon Trail is such a good game. Oh yeah. I mean, it's even fun to play to this day. Yeah. I really wish there was like a mobile phone version. I'm sure there is, but you there's got it. Yeah. I just want a free version. You want a free so, version? Yeah. Just okay. so I can play Oregon Trail on my break at work. Or yeah. <laughs> but that would be probably my earliest memory of, uh, actually physically playing a game in school. And I've got another memory I want to share with you, but I'll let you jump in and tell you what uh, your yeah, earliest so, memory is. So, at school, my earliest memory would be in elementary school, probably in like fourth or fifth grade. Um, the elementary school I went to, my mom actually worked at. So um, that gave me, quote unquote, special privileges with all like the, her friendly teachers that she knew and stuff. So in the mornings when a bunch of kids would be hanging out in the, the common area, yeah. um, I would go up to one of her friend's classrooms and be playing. Flash games were my bread and butter. So <laughs> so I would jump, jump on CartoonNetwork.com or like I think I got on G.I.Joe.com. There's a Flash game of G.I. Joe on there that I would play. Okay, then, this she, makes sense because you've mentioned the Flash games before, and I'm like, yeah. I know, I know for a fact, so, Dad didn't let you play on his computer to yeah, play so Flash games. I think that they ended up blocking Cartoon Network pretty early, so I could either play like some weird little GI Joe game, which was kind of fun, or she had um, like Freddy Fish, and if you knew what that what is, no. or, or Putt Putt, uh, which is a little car. They're kind of like learning games, if you will, but they're like adventure point and click adventures with a fish guy and then a, a little car guy named okay. Putt Putt. So that's that, that was my early, just go up to her computer and be like, can I, can I play your games? She's like, yeah, I fine. guess <laughs> she's um, just doing schoolwork or we're doing yeah. work for her kids or whatever. Right on. So, and may, and maybe I'm getting this memory confused with other things, but, um, I do vaguely recall, uh, some of my friends that, you know, parents would actually buy them like a Texas instrument, um, calculator that you mm-hmm. could program games on the calculator yep and i do recall somebody playing doom on oh yeah oh yeah the texas instruments calculators you had to have the the high-end ones but yeah yeah you could definitely play you could play doom i remember there's like a snake game that they'd play on mm-hmm. it and that sort of thing and sometimes my friends would and i say hey hey can i use your calculator and then i'd be like how do you how do you get that game pulled up here? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> oh, I thought you needed to use it. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, I just wanted to play the game. Exactly. <laughs> so I do recall uh, Texas Instrument, uh, the graphing calculators having the ability to play some games yeah. uh, on them uh, through that that nature. Um, another memory I have was also in middle school era. I had a um, a portable gaming system. Mm-hmm. I had a Sega Game Gear growing up and i recall going to great lengths of taking my backpack and creating extra padding in it so i could stuff my game gear in it because i had um a new a new class to me that i didn't realize was a thing because this was like eighth grade i think and it was study hall well yeah uh the teacher was really relaxed and cool and i had noticed that he was allowing other people to play like video games in class. Like they had their game boys mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, I can one up them. I've got a game gear. Yeah. But I couldn't. The, the problem was, is that the carrying case that our parents bought us was like one of the big giant ones. Yeah. It wasn't fitting in my backpack. So I literally like was taking washcloths and like taping them to the inside of my oh, outside man. pouch. So I could carry my game gear safely, safely to school and be able to play it during study hall. Um, but were you that cool kid with the game gear? I was hall? a couple days. Nice. nice. Um, but uh, most most of the kids were like, what's that? I go, it's a game gear. And then they're like, 
dude, you're playing Sonic on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, granted, you know, that's not something that was school provided, but we had a pretty good laid back teacher that allowed us to bring in stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, um, and maybe this will trigger some memories for you. This isn't necessarily playing games at school, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of my, I guess, gaming memories I were middle school era. area. Yeah. Um, by high school, I was moved on. I was interested in other things, but I guess middle school would have been like the peak of my gaming. Um, I was in band for two years. And when you're in band, a lot of times to um, raise money, they do fundraisers. And I remember this um, fundraiser had a really good grand prize for the top seller. I mean, you had a choice of a couple of different things. It was like three different things. You know, one was right. like a girls themed and one was like, like a, a boys thing. theme. And then there was a kind of like the unisex theme. Yeah. And that thing was one of the coolest Sega Genesis bundle packs I've ever seen. Because it was a Model 1 Sega Genesis with the original Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And it was like the big blister pack with an extra controller. And it also came with an extra game, which was Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Boxing. Okay. And I was like so determined when I seen that as a prize. And I'm like, I'm getting that. I'm going to figure out how to get it. I was really disappointed when I started going around my neighborhood and, oh, yeah, such and such was just here. I just bought from them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, and, I didn't have an opportunity to go to other neighborhoods. And basically what had happened is one of my classmates that lived in the same neighborhood as us had basically went and hit the whole neighborhood before I could. And I was out. So that was the end of my dream of getting a Sega Genesis when I was like a sixth grader. But see, and that probably is what sparked my childhood of, of in scouts uh, selling popcorn. Uh, because it was an ordeal. Because my my par- our parents would would basically say, if you want to sell popcorn, we're going to sell popcorn, and we'd be door to door, ASAP, pounding pavement. Yep, and because we would be those first kids to those doors, <laughs> so it was a nightmare. But I mean, we got what we wanted to get. You did know? they ever have prizes like a video game yeah, system? I one of my favorite prizes, not a, not a video game. I mean, they did you know Game Boy Advance SPs and stuff. I never sold enough to to get to that to level get, to get the level. Coolest thing I got was a shower radio, and I used the crap out of that for like four years. So I missed that thing. Rest in peace, shower radio. (laughs) 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 But uh, no, um, going back to the uh, main topic, um, my jump to middle school was actually the big one because I'd been playing Flash games. You know, I'd been playing Cartoon Network games at home and the the GI Joe one at, at school and stuff. And then I went to uh, middle school with the big school where you you know you could go in early uh, instead of sitting in the commons you can go to the computer lab and work on stuff well quote could, unquote yeah. work on stuff so the way our computer lab was set up is it had basically a big circle of computers and then a smaller circle of computers in the middle as the computer lab but there's a door that was always open to basically a set of a row of computers on the outside that was basically in the library mainly used for looking up books and stuff but it was part of the computer lab okay that row had the real stuff they were always full. I never got to get on and play, except for like one time. But they had Quake, they had Halo 1, and they had one other game. Um, I think it was like Unreal Championship or something like that on there. Um, but they were always playing System Link. There was like eight of them always playing. Same kids. Always there so early. Their parents probably dropped them off three hours before school started or something so they can get on them dang computers. Game. But um, if we, so we never got on that, so we were in the actual computer lab, and that's where the Flash games took place. That was me and all my friends always playing, you know, theflashgames.com was the, the one we always went to because it wasn't, wasn't blocked. Okay. Um, so we just played all kinds of weird games. It's kind of funny that the the website name that is what it is uh, is not blocked, but, yeah. like, and then it Cartoon got, Network is. And then it got in some kind of scandal or something like, I don't know what kind of scandal, but they got shut down, and then it became twoflashgames.com. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so either way, that's the whole reason. So basically, your childhood experience it comes down to just being flash games. Whereas mine were like pre flash games where it was on a floppy disc. Yeah. And it would have been those games. Like I'm sure that's how they had because Halo and unreal championship always got taken off by some teacher that didn't like it, you know, whenever they would come back to work or something like that. But quake was always on there. 24 huh. seven never got taken off. So I don't know why, but probably cause they didn't recognize the name quake probably, or it was like one of those MS DOS files. that's so buried and whatever. Yeah. They know? couldn't, yeah, they couldn't figure out how to get it off. Yeah. So, 
but I never yeah, really got to play those, just the, the Flash games in the computer lab and so watching our, them play. Our brother Thomas owns something. Cause, uh, the, only re- the reason I know he owns it because I gave it to him when I because uh, he acquired my original PlayStation collection. But I purchased something off of eBay some time ago, and it was called the Lightspan. And essentially what it was is it was an original PlayStation that was uh, um, the games that were for the Lightspan were designed for being in the classroom. So mm. essentially the classroom would have a PlayStation and then there would be like educational games for the PlayStation under the Lightspan banner. Okay. No um, I didn't know if you'd ever seen that or experienced anything of that nature. No. I mean, um, I didn't, I didn't see it in school because it was more of like the elementary level. Um, whereas by that time it was, I was in high school. Yeah. Well, in, in, by the time I was getting into that, like the going back to like fifth grade when I was, you know, in the mornings going to the classroom to play games, I would stay after school, like you said, and go to a PowerPoint class teaching us how to play, how to use PowerPoint. Oh, oh, fun. Uh, and he would basically just give us a task to do, like make this slide and then with its whatever, you know, it's fade in, yada, yada. And then when you're done with that, then you can play games. And that's when we'd play Oregon Trail 2 or uh, one of my friends actually brought in the... Um, what is that old Jurassic Park game where you manage a park? It's like Operation Genesis, something like that. Oh. So, so if he showed up, he brought the disc, and we have to install it every time he came in, but we'd actually be able to play that. Um, Interesting. But then if he wasn't there, we played Oregon Trail 2. Okay. So. Yeah, see, I just, I wasn't in that age where, at least, or when I was at the age of, you know, PC games becoming kind of mainstay and that sort of thing that, you know, they weren't bringing them into the, I wasn't hanging out with the kids that were doing that. Let's just say that. For some reason. I would have been in high school. Yeah, the, the kids I hung out with, you know, I don't know why, but they were more of the, the wealthier kids. So they had all the games that I didn't have at home. And they're like, well, I can just bring it into school. I'm like, your parents let you bring it into school? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do recall in uh, elementary school, I, I got the kid's face in my head. I can't remember what his name was for the life of me, but... I ended up just absolutely hating this kid because he, for the longest time, kept telling me that I could borrow one of his Super Nintendo games. And it was uh, Royal Rumble. Okay. And he and and I'd be like, "Hey, did you bring it today?" Oh, I forgot. All right, cool. Can you bring it tomorrow? Yeah. Hey, did you bring it today? No, I forgot. Like freaking write a note this went on for like two weeks and finally i just like gave up and i wouldn't talk to the kid anymore because yeah. i was just like you, you mean you, you you tell me for like days uh, like yeah man i'll bring it in you can play it you can play it yeah I'll bring if, it if he changes and then he never and he, it's so. like, like it's like he probably probably was gonna get ready to take it to school with him his mom probably said no and he was just embarrassed that he wasn't allowed to bring it to school to let one of his friends borrow it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those things where he was probably trying to be my friend by letting me borrow it or say something of that he nature. He didn't want to push you away he, by yeah. saying no. He went, well, we won't. I, would have probably, I probably would have been like, oh, okay, I, I get it. Yeah, my parents are the same way. <laughs> my parents are the same way. I'm like, it's why I'm not offering something in return because <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm not getting wild. in trouble. Like, I'm borrowing a game? What the hell, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do recall seeing like games getting traded at school when I was like at the more of the elementary level, so, yeah, like seeing a Sega Genesis game, you know, cross hands or something like that. I remember seeing Outrun at school for the first time and like, man, what kind of game is that? I mean, like really? that's like my first time like seeing a Sega Genesis that's game so outside cool. of a case yeah. is like, what the heck's Outrun, you know, because I would have been like 91 or 92 when I seen that. Yeah. Um, but um, I never really, I never brought my own video games to school. I mean, I think the closest thing I did was... Uh, one of my uh, close friends, my senior year, where I thought he was a close friend, um, he was uh, he started just started playing Gran Turismo mm-hmm. on original PlayStation, and he didn't realize he had to have a memory card because I mean that era. I mean it wasn't it was it was unusual to have to go and buy a memory card to yeah. save your game, and he's like, man, it's like I can't get my licenses and then actually have fun with the game because I don't have a memory card. Well, at the time, I had like two or three memory cards. I'm like, I'll just bring you one, man. It ain't no big deal. And I brought him one. And then once I gave him the memory card, it's like I never heard from the guy again. I'm like, yeah. well, that's lame. Jeez. So, well, maybe he, maybe he's still playing PlayStation. I hope so. <laughs> I hope he's getting use out of that memory card. Yeah. I've probably owned that memory card again since then, with all the memory cards I've bought in over the years yeah. around the area. But uh, you know, I never really brought 
video games to school because our parents were that way, you know? Yeah, they were but, strict about stuff that they spent but, uh, a lot of money on for us. It was easy to bring some kind of books to school. So I would always bring strategy guides and booklets for games to school. And I don't know if the, my, my friends thought I was just weird and were you know putting up with my bullshit or not, but like I would bring in the strategy guides and booklets for Halo 2 with like all the guns okay. and, and vehicles and stuff. And I would just be like making up basically what is Dungeons and Dragons for me now, but these, these scenarios that they can play through with rolling dice or whatever. My friends would bring dice with them to school and stuff. And, <laughs> and, and I just have this like moral, like the elder scrolls, Morrowind strategy guys. So I'm just like, well, here's my, my Dungeons and Dragons book. Basically I'm just pulling stuff out of that, you know, yeah. to, for these kids. So I guess I was a dungeon master in fifth grade. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still are, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, now that you mentioned bringing strategy guides and booklets to co- to school, I did have a subscription for a few years here and there of GamePro magazine. And I did, when I'd get the new issue, I mm-hmm. would bring it to school with me and then read it on the bus and then read it home and that sort of thing. Yep, it was and, a, a Nintendo Power near the end of it and then Game Informer for me. So. Yeah, well, Game Informer has been the only one I've had recently just because of the whole GameStop connection, you know, and getting yeah, um, yeah. their power-up membership thing. But um, going back to the Game Pro subscription, um, that magazine subscription led to the only fight I got into, like physical fight. Really? Because um, they weren't really held together real well, those magazines, because mm-hmm. they were like loose, loosey goosey, and just kind of stapled together. They weren't like binded together like a, a Nintendo Power. Gotcha. And I was reading it on the bus, and one of my friends that lived in the neighborhood. He said, hey, man, can I read that? I'm like, no, I just got it. I'm still going through it. I go, I'll bring it tomorrow, and you can look through it tomorrow. I mean, I was a nice guy. I mean, I've always been pretty nice to people. I, yeah. I was being honest with him. I was like, I'm I'm reading it today, but by tomorrow, yeah, you can yeah. take a look at it. And he goes, oh, man, I want to take a look at it now. And I'm just like, no. And he was much bigger than me. Yeah. And he ripped it out of my hands. And when he did, he basically, like, ripped a lot of the pages off because it wasn't, you know, like I said, really well right. put together. Boy, that set me off. And I remember standing up on the bus and getting in trouble for standing up on the bus and telling him that I'm going to kick his ass after we get off the bus. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to get off at your stop and I'm going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. I didn't kick his ass. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> hey, but, but you put your money where your mouth was. I got off the bus and I went to tackle him, and I, like, bounced off of him. Yeah, well. And he was as nice as he could be for somebody attacking him. And because, like I said, we were friends. Yeah. And it took us a long time after this fight to talk again. That's we fair. avoided each other. Um, and it was it was probably more of on me. It was I mean, it was all on me. I Well, yeah. But I told him no, and I gave him an option, and he didn't take it. Right. Yeah. But I just remember that. I went to tackle him, bounced off him, got back up, and he said, don't do it, Matt. I went after him again, and that's when he just laid me out. Yeah. I mean, I came in swinging, you know, probably both arms, head down, you know, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) But he just like, boop, and I was out. And um, I think think it it was, and, and that's the thing is nobody was like laughing at me or for for it, you know, because there was people around. I think they were more upset because we all there was a it was a group of friends and they now were there's upset. drama there's dr- that, that 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 oh man you know he beat up matt you know and yeah. it's just like but matt attacked him yeah like <laughs> now there's now there's a situation you know in our humble community <laughs> I get it. so but uh i mean and, and he did apologize for ripping up the magazine and he didn't intend to because i wasn't letting it go I and know. he just and he was stronger kids than me kids yeah but. we had our we had our rough patch but it was just like like, dude, I just wanted to read my magazine. And yeah. it's like, and I get it. You wanted to check it out too. But we ended up, you know, because that was when we lived in Florida. And before we moved away, we did end up hanging out a time or two after that. And everything was cool. It just, we had our rough patch, you know. It's just like he wanted something that it was mine and I wasn't giving it up. Yeah. But I don't know. Any all, all my all my friends kind of fizzled out before something like that could happen. <laughs> so, Yeah, well, I mean... When, when we lived in Florida, the neighborhood we lived in, and I, I know you don't recollect any of it because you're too young, mm-hmm. um, but we all rode the same bus to school. We all hung out together. We played basketball together. We went over to each other's house, played video games together. I mean, it was there, there was probably like six, seven of us that were all 
in the same age group or in the same grade level at school. And then there was a couple of kids that were like a year or two older than us. And then there was a couple of kids that were like, you know, like three, four years older than us. Hmm. And, you know, so there was a lot of, you know, youth in our neighborhood that was all the same age. So it was easy to go and find friends and go do things, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, I'll, you know, if such and such isn't home, I'll just go hang out over at such and such's house. Right. I, I have a couple of friends that had, you know, those kind of friend groups, you know, yeah. but I just never really, you know, my bus stop, I either got up, got off by myself or, you know, sixth and seventh grade. I had one friend down my, my street that I hung out with all the time, you know, that we rode the same bus together, but never a big group of kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, well, was there any other uh, like school memories related to video gaming that you can recall? Um, hmm. not that I can think of. The only thing I can think of uh, goes back to when I was in maybe like a sophomore in high school. Was we tried our damnedest at both both high schools, both the main high schools in our town, to get a LAN group set up. Okay, and, and it, it it fizzled out at at my uh, respective high school really quick. Uh, but the one at my friend's high school, the one that the friend that lived on my street with me, cause we could go into different high schools because the line was down the, the center. Down the, of the yeah. Freaking, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but he, they ended up getting it started at his school. And so I'd ended up having to go with them to there. I went there a couple of times to play with them, but we actually played, you know, I think the most we had was like three, three sixties set up together playing halo three, but it was, it was something, you know? Sure. So, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm kind of envious of my son who's a middle schooler now. And it's just like, and like he has a gaming club. Stuff. Yeah. It's a school sanctioned it's gaming crazy. club. Yeah, like, like once we fizzled out, those groups fizzled out. 100%. Like there's, there's like a Nintendo switch at their school for the gaming club. That's insane. That's insane. Well, and, and that's because people are making money off of playing video games now. Yeah. They weren't and when people we go were to younger. school get their to education play to play video games. Yeah. Back when we were younger, video game was worth the devil. So. Yeah, it was kind of taboo. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so if you do take anything away from this episode, it's don't F with my game pro. Yeah. <laughs> I will try to tackle you. He will fail, but he puts he will his try. money where his mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this was episode 20 of Open by Accident. We appreciate all of our listeners and reach out to us. Send us an email and uh, tell us about your... Um, Memories playing video games in school. All right. Thank you, guys.